Hey guys and welcome to the podcast. We have had a little bit of a hiatus here on the Social Hub podcast but I am back. Today is a solo episode which is a live stream I did on my Facebook page and in my Facebook group called Unbalancing Your Life and Business. I had planned to do this as an episode and then do it as a live but in an effort to just go and work and live in flow I decided let's just repurpose the content rather than saying it twice. So in this episode I'm going to be sharing with you what the concept is of unbalancing, why I've been playing with it. It's actually just a word I made up, but what does it mean? And I'm also going to be sharing with you three key ways that I have started to do life and business more in flow. There's also some details there to how you can work with me in the business mentoring capacity to do more of this yourself. And all the links for that is on the show notes page for today's episode, which is all the W's, the socialhubau.com forward slash 63. Tune on in. It's a really fun episode and I know that you'll love it. You're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital, and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker, and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. So this is going to be a bit of a different live to what I normally do. It's got really pretty much like no... (laughs) social media strategy in it at all. Um, We're going to be talking about some other stuff that I've been playing with and dancing with and sharing some of the stuff I've been learning and studying. Hey, Beck, Um, which has helped me with my business, but also helped me with my life as well. Um, The term unbalancing, it's just a word that I kind of made up myself, but what it came from, and I think you guys would know that last, it would have been the end of last year, I, you know, shared my journey with almost burning out um, and what that looked like for me. Um, And in terms of what that looked like in terms of unpacking what I was doing versus what I do now and how I run my business and live my life now. And that, you know, there's a lot of things I do that are still the same, but there's um, a lot of things that I do as well that are quite different in terms of how I approach things that helped me stay on top of stuff and not let not let all the all the things about life get in the way i guess um, i think that balance is like balance doesn't exist right it's like what is it what is balance anyway you know and when i most of the time when i'm working with people one on one a lot of the reasons, and this is, you know, stuff that I've seen true for myself, but also stuff I've seen come true for other people when I've been working with them, even in my group coaching, you know, just talking to people on Zoom or in live streams like this or one-on-one is one of the things that constantly ran, rang true for most people was that most of the time, the reasons that they weren't seeing the success that they wanted to in business um, was because they were chasing this elusive version of themselves or this elus- elusive version of success that was basically either 
you know, someone else had told them that was what they needed to strive for or it was kind of like a almost like a patchwork quilt of all the different things that all the experts say that you need to be doing or, or you know, manifesting or dreaming of or reaching for to get to be this successful entrepreneur or business owner. And, you know, it was either a, a patchwork of a whole bunch of things that they'd heard from other people or it was, you know, a, a version of themselves that some coach told them that they had to have. And, you know, they were just getting so stressed out about all this stuff that it was really impacting how they were showing up in their business. And then, you know, once we broke it down and removed all those all those shoulds that they were meant to be doing, then they started to see real success. Um, and, you know, as you know, like business is so much about mindset, right? So it's so much about mindset and, and, and working within your own rhythms to find work for you and it just to someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for you, right? So I guess I'd love to know if you are on live or you're watching it back, like, what's your interpretation of balance? Like what does balance mean to you? And, you know, to me, I kind of feel like balance doesn't exist, right? Like there's no such thing as balance. Like even if you look at a slip, a seesaw, you know, like a seesaw, the little things we used to play on as kids, seesaws are very rarely balanced. You know, they're either one ass end up in the air or they're, you know, they're constantly going back and forth. They very rarely are sitting flat you know, particularly if there's kids playing on it too, you know, and it's kind of like life. Like life is very much always an ebb and flow. It's not just this constant stagnant art of balance, you know. So I kind of feel like balance is like a, it's like a false image or ideal that we've been told we want to have or should want to have. Um, it's it's almost like it's a false image or ideal that we're told we need to have to be happy as well. You know, it's all this, there's so much stuff about there about being balanced in your business and your life and being balanced in your, you know, how you parent your kids and being balanced in how, what you eat and being balanced in how you exercise and like, you know, all those sort of things. Like this, this word just keeps getting thrown around all the time. But what I've been finding, hey, Amanda, how are you, love, is that the pressure to maintain this sense of balance or strive for this sense of balance is it's actually just been it's just been making people more stressed it's been making people more anxious it's been causing them to burn out it's been causing a lot of mum guilt in mums um it's been you know causing i guess a lack of inspiration because people are just trying to do they're just trying to do way too much right um, and in doing so and in striving for this balance, we end up doing too much and we end up taking on too many things to try and have this perfectly balanced fucking life and this perfectly balanced business. Um, and, and I know that out there there's also too a lot of noise around all the things you should be doing. Um, and if you're listening on the podcast, when this gets to the podcast, I've got my little fingers up and inverted commas, like all these things we should be doing, um, that it ends up just sending people into this spiral of taking all this action that maybe isn't even really aligned to them. Like it's it's forcing them to run their business, to run their social media, to create content, to do all these things that aren't necessarily aligned with who they are, As if that kind of makes any sense to you guys. So like things like when I 
and I've unfollowed a whole bunch of people lately, even other like experts in my field because um, or even other, you know, people that I have before thought were really cool because there's just so much noise about, you know, things like it's just little things like, oh, you know, if you post on Instagram, you need to engage for 20 minutes afterwards. And it's like, well, if you've just posted your post while you're having breakfast and getting the kids out the door, that's probably not going to happen, right? Any engagement is better than no engagement. And I just feel like, you know, that might be true, that that you will get engagement if you do that. Those things might be true. But with all the noise that everyone has coming at them, you know, you've got to do email marketing, you've got to do Instagram reels, you've got to do stories, you've got to do Facebook lives, you've got to be in Facebook groups, you've got to do Facebook ads, you've got to be here, do this, do this, do this, do this. It's just adding more and more and more onto people's plates. And I know that for quite a bit of time, I was contributing to that noise. And I know that hand on heart for quite a bit of time, I was contributing as well to that noise. And I didn't want to contribute to that noise anymore. Right? I didn't want to contribute to that noise anymore. Not only was that noise harmful for me personally, but I knew it was also harmful for my audience. And I didn't want to contribute to that anymore. And it kind of just really makes my blood boil when I see (laughs) all these experts, particularly people in the coaching industry, um, putting all this pressure and extra to-dos onto people's to-do lists because they're already busy enough and already stressed enough. Um, You know, and I think we need to get back to more what's right for us, you know. Laws so true. Everyone has to do what's right for them. Absolutely, I think that's it's so true. And it, but the thing is, here's the funny thing, right? Here's the conundrum. It sounds so simple. It sounds so simple in theory, but it's actually not that easy to do, is it? You know, we all know we should be doing the things that are right for us and not worrying about what other people are doing or other people are telling us to do. But it's so packaged up into this vision of this life and this business that you think you're meant to have, that you feel this innate pressure to keep up with all the appearances, right? Um, You know, all this thing about, you know, six-figure business, seven-figure business, you know, all this stuff, and it just puts so much pressure on people. I'm not saying don't have income goals. I've got fucking huge income goals. I'm just saying that, like, all this noise all the time, it's making just people feel so much pressure. And that's where, you know, they're striving for balance but also trying to reach these massive heights and it just it's sending people into stress and anxiety and worry and, and all those things. So I guess what is unbalancing? So when I – and I'm going to share with you in a second um, like three things that I've done to get back to more living in soul and living and, um, and embracing an unbalanced life rather than striving for balance. So – unbalancing it's a word I made up like it's not a really a real word it's I don't know maybe someone has created this whole uh, framework around unbalancing but it's kind of a word that I made up and I've been playing with and all it really means is embracing the chaos of life right because life is chaos life is up and down it's not a stagnant balanced um, construct life is something that ebbs and flows and changes all the time It's knowing that everything's unbalanced and that's okay. Um, It's also knowing like a permission slip for you to not have a picture-perfect life or business, that, you know, you really can do things your own way. 
So like, for example, there's going to be weeks, as there always are, that you're going to work more and do less other things. So for me, the weeks that I work more, I spend less time with the kids. For weeks that I work more, I might not do, not, maybe I don't eat as well as I normally would. Um, or um, I, might not, I might spend time with the family, but it might not be as sort of the quality time that I may want to spend with them. Um, I might not see my friends as much that particular week, right? Um, and, but then, then it turns around and then the next week you might spend more quality time with the kids or see your friends more or do these things more and because that's just life, right? It's, um, it's unbalanced. It's not always going to be on Monday you do this, on Tuesday you do this, on Wednesday you do this, on Thursday you do this, on Friday you do that. that it ebbs and flows all the time. And in this striving for balance, people were not embracing the chaos and the beauty of the fact that life is an ever-changing thing. Um, you know, the other thing, I've just got some notes, that's why I keep looking down. The other thing I'm balancing is, is it's living your life by soul and by flow, right? So it's doing the things that bring you joy, you know, and I talk a lot about what brings you joy in your business, you know, talked about it when we talk about pricing. I've talked about it when I've, you know, talked about your offers and things like that, is that what brings you joy? Because the thing is that you really can have it your way. You can do business your way. You don't have to do all the things that people are telling you to do. Um, you can make money doing what you love and you can make money not doing the things that don't bring, that you don't love. You know, I know people that have six-figure businesses that don't do email marketing. I know people that have six-figure businesses that don't do Instagram reels. I know people that have six-figure businesses that have 3,000 followers. Like, but they do it all doing the things that they want to do. So you don't have to do anything, right? But because we've got all this noise on us all the time about all these things from all these coaches and experts and people that you have to be doing, I don't want to contribute to that noise anymore because I don't think it's the right thing to do. Because if I'm contributing to the noise and making you feel like you have to keep doing something, whether it be a fucking post on social media or, um, you know, doing a, you know, you have, no, you have to create an online program. No one has to do anything. You can do, you can honestly do everything you want your own way. It doesn't mean that you don't need discipline. I guess that's probably one thing I would say is that it doesn't mean that you don't need discipline. I think there's a big difference between discipline and living life, um, the, you know, the need for discipline and also living life by soul. Living life by soul isn't just going, oh, I'm not going to do any work and everything's just going to happen to me and I'm just going to manifest this thing and not put any work in. That's not true. You have to have a practical application of what you're manifesting. You have to do the work as well. Um, and I think that it doesn't mean, you know, embracing unbalance and uh, living life by soul and in flow doesn't mean that you're not disciplined. There are going to be times when you need to exert extreme discipline to be able to um, achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Um, and that's where, you know, there are times, and I sometimes I'll call this strategic imbalance, where you will strategically be quite imbalanced in working a lot more than you normally would, or you would strategically be spending more time with your family or working more on yourself because they're the things that you need to do at that given time. But you know you need to do, do them because you're living in flow, right? So living in flow does not mean that you, you don't have any discipline. It means that you, you're living in flow rather than going against it, I guess. You know? And I think we, 
this whole thing of striving for this balanced life that doesn't exist, most people are going against their natural flow and their natural rhythm because they're trying to meet an expectation of a version of themselves they were told they needed to have or they were told that they needed to have to be happy. And I don't believe that's true. I think it's your version of of what you want to be happy and living in flow with that is what's going to really bring you true happiness, not taking on someone else's opinion of it. Um, you know, so like a couple of examples of this would be, um, so let's see, like a couple of examples of this would be, okay, so um, if I look at how uh, the things I do for exercise, right, so I hate running, can't stand running, I'm not a runner, I'm never going to be a runner. Okay, it's just not going to happen for me. Um, but I love to swim. I love to go walking on the beach. I, um, you know, I don't particularly like yoga or any of those things. I find them quite boring. Um, but so like in the last kind of 12 to 18 months or so, I've built a plan and a routine for how I move my body based on the things that I love to do. So, and to me, that's living in flow, right? So like I'm doing laps for life this month. I've pledged 400 laps, which is 20 kilometers. Um, and it raises money for youth suicide and mental illness. And, you know, some people are like, oh my God, I could never do that. Like, that's amazing. That's awesome. It's disciplined. I have to be disciplined at doing it. Um, but to me, that's living in flow for me because it's something I love to do. If I had to sign up to run 20 kilometers in a month, no way. That's never going to happen, right? That's not living in flow for me. And I've learned to say no. Like if someone says, oh, do you want to come to like, do you want to come to a yoga class? I'm like, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want to go. I'm not going to go. Right. And I've learned the art of saying no to those things. Um, another thing would be, you know, like with like a diet, I haven't done a diet for years. Doesn't mean to say I couldn't afford to lose a few kilos by any means, but I, <clears throat> I, I eat well. I eat healthily, but you know, if I feel like Mexican one day, I'm going to eat Mexican one day. If I feel like, um, you know, today I felt like salmon and salad. That's what I felt like. But there are some days I don't want salmon and salad. I want freaking carbs. I want to eat the carbs. <laughs> so. I'm going to go in flow, obviously healthier carbs. I'm going to make healthy choices because that's something that's important to me. Um, so, you know, I've learned to go in flow there. And I think for a lot of people, particularly us women in business, is we've learned the art of flow and the art of living by soul in certain areas of our life. So maybe we've incorporated it with exercise, maybe the types of books we read, maybe um, the sort of social activities we choose to do or not do. But we haven't actually learned how to apply it to our business. And for some reason, there's still a light switch that's turned off that makes us think we have to do all these things in our business to be successful because someone else told us that that was the case. But it's not. It's absolutely not. So I'm just going to have a look at some of these comments. Lauren, I love swimming and beach walks too. I hate running. Shaz, I love swimming in the ocean and walking on the beach. Yeah, see? And I think, you know, like I've just learned to incorporate in my exercise the things I love to do. And then it makes me happy. I'm my mind's happier. I'm my body's happier. I'm moving my body. I'm happy. I'm outdoors. Um, you know all that stuff. I joined a gym, and for a few weeks, I love going to gym classes. But I'm not loving doing that at the moment, so I'm not going to classes right now. But if it's raining, I'd love to be able to go jump on the treadmill. So you know, it's just that art of living in flow. But we haven't learned to do it in our businesses. Um, so, which is a really 
you know, it's just, it's a really interesting thing that we have, we've learned this art of this flow in all these aspects of our life, but we haven't necessarily applied it to our business. Um, cool. So let's talk about now. Okay. So I'm going to share with you some of the three things that I've done. So three things that I've done that have helped me unbalance my life and my business. So the first thing is I started managing my energy and not my time. So this was a really big one for me. Um, I, I used to always manage my time. So it was always, you know, what did I need to get done in the day? Here's the list. Um, this is what has to happen. This is what's happening Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then I knew by Friday I'd get all my shit done. Well, I don't, I don't manage my time anymore. I manage my energy. So what that looks like is, particularly for us women, is managing our energy flow. Women are cyclical beings. We have certain types of energy at different times of the day, different times of the month. We also have natural biorhythms that we need to work within as well. And And it's funny because I did a live stream in my membership group this week that said, um, one of the girls was asking for time management hacks. And I said, well, I think most of the time it's not about managing your time. It's about managing your energy. So as you guys know, I did, um, became a soul modes mentor last year. And a lot of that is learning about how to go with the natural flow of your soul. And a lot of it is managing your energy based on what you're better to do at that specific time. Now, some people will chart their monthly cycles. Some people will work on moon cycles. Um, but what all it is, is it's a framework to understand your natural energy flow. So with soul modes, it's like, it's a, it's a more faster moving thing than like your overall, like monthly cycle as such. Um, if you don't know soul modes, go and check out soul modes by Carly Marie. And it's like four modes that us women go through wild mode, bear mode, super mode and sparkle mode. And to me, it just made so much sense because even though I would go with the, I was going with the energy of like what was happening to me on a monthly cycle, but I could still see that there were times during that month where I had more energy or didn't have more energy than what I potentially should have. Um, which is where, you know, soul modes is great because it means, you know, I could go through each mode in a day sometimes, or they can also go a bit slower, but what it means, what it means is, and it doesn't really matter what method you use to chart your energy rather than your time it just means understanding when are you better off to do things so for me I know that when I'm in super mode I'm much better at getting all the work done when I'm in sparkle mode I'm much better at doing live streams and being present and all of those beautiful things that when I'm in bear mode I'm not going to want to be live or delivering workshops or any of those things right that and I can, you can start to plan around your energy and do the things that you're better off doing in that energy flow. For women that chart their cycle, it might be that, you know, there's certain weeks of the month where you have more energy or you don't. And you can start to plan around when you do those things. So managing your energy rather than your time means that you're doing the things when you're better off to do them rather than just because your list tells you to. And to me, that was one of the best things I ever did in terms of unbalancing my life because um, it helped me understand that I didn't have to do something just because it was 7 o'clock in the morning. It, I, I was allowed and had the permission to do the thing that I felt like doing that my soul wanted me to do at that time. 
Um, and then, you know, in, and then, you know, there's also too like your natural biorhythms. Are you a morning person or an evening person? Like when are you best to use certain aspects of your energy and when are you not? So like if I was to schedule in time with the kids when I was so focused on business stuff because I'm much better in the morning and I'm really business focused in the morning, then that's not that's not good for me because I'm distracted and I'm thinking about my business and it's not good for them because they're not getting the best out of me, right? So that's just an example. But you get what I'm saying. So managing your t- your energy rather than your time and doing things when you're best set up to do them, not just because the timetable says you have to. So that would probably be the first thing. The next thing was to listen to what my soul wanted. Now, I think that that was really hard for me to start with because I was so busy and so consumed with all the things that I was had to do. I really at first when I first started doing a lot of this work, I didn't really know how to listen to what my soul wanted. So I had to do step one first, which was start to manage my energy rather than my time and start to do things based on when I was energetically better off to do them, whether it was like I'm better off to go for a slow walk at this time of the month or I'm better off to do, you know, weights training at this time of the day or, you know, I'm better off to eat this type of food at this time of the month or when I'm in, you know, bear mode, I just need to go and, um, you know, journal or something like that, right? So I had to start to manage my energy, not my time. Then it kind of opened up the pathway for me to listen to my soul a little bit more. And, you know, some of the things that that were really big for me and I made some of these big decisions last year was, you know, I only want to be doing coaching courses. I don't want to be doing one-on-one anymore. Um, You know, that was something that came through for me and I had to go to work to set that up. You know, and this is where I say, just because you're listening to your soul doesn't mean it's lack of discipline because it took discipline and work to set up funnels and automations and digital products so that I could step away from one-to-one work, right? So listening to my soul didn't mean doing less work. It just meant doing the right work that was going to ultimately set me up to do to be having that business that I want to have. But I had to kind of managing my energy rather than my time I kind of allowed those things to come to come through so that I was actually truly able to listen to them. Um, otherwise, when you kind of, you know, when you, your mind's all foggy, it's really hard to really listen to what it is that your soul wants. And I think that if you truly can listen to what your soul really wants in terms of your business, it's going to make, it's going to give you some real enlightenment about what your future could look like and it's going to tell you really quickly sometimes you might be scared by what you what it said what your soul says sometimes it can be exciting um you know sometimes it can be terrifying but I think it's very enlightening as well to understand what it is what is it that you truly want because you don't have to be doing business in a way that doesn't align with your soul all right the third thing that I did was learn the art of no And I think, you know, again, this is something that we hear a lot and sounds really good in theory, but it's really hard to put into practice. So, you know, we hear the things like say no to what, saying no to what you want so that you can say yes to more of the things that, saying no to what you don't want so you can say yes to more of the things that you do want. And I think all those sayings are really good and they're 100% true, but 
the art of no is a conscious act. Like you have to consciously apply yourself to sit there and go, I'm going to say no to this thing, even though you may feel bad, you may let someone down, um, it might have been something that you've done before because you want to say yes to something else because you can't do everything. And, you know, I think we also try to do everything and that doesn't work too. So an example of that this year was um, I had to say no to a networking group that I was a part of um, last year that I totally loved and adored um, and may go back again one day if they'll have me, but I had to say no to that to make room for other things this year. And one of the things that I have been able to make room for is I'm going to be a co-author in a book, which is super exciting. Um, but I, I knew that to make the space for those growth, those big growth things that I want to achieve, I had to say no to certain other things. So it's not saying no flippantly. I think people, people throw out that art of no very flippantly, like just say no to everything you don't want to do. But sometimes you don't know if you really want to do it or not. So that's where it comes down to what does your soul want? You know, manage your energy, not your time open up the space for your soul to tell you what you want and then say no to anything that's that's not going to take you there, right? So you can say yes to the things that will. Um, and when we're more aware and conscious of it, then it's easier to do. Again, like I said, I think it's it's a conscious choice to say no to things um, and it's a conscious choice. It's a conscious decision and a conscious action to choose choose the things that your soul wants as well because for so long we've been told that we just have to keep getting on with things and and do this and do that and not necessarily listen to your soul just do all these things because these are the things that successful people do when that's not necessarily not necessarily the case right like you can really do anything you want so yeah i guess i'd love to know i'd love to know what your guys thoughts are on balance I'd love to know do you do you listen to your soul and if you do is it working for you and if you're not should you start um you know what do you think that looks like for you what you know is there you know are there things that you know that you want to be doing or that you don't want to be doing anymore but you're still doing them anyway because someone told you you had to and is that version of yourself that you're striving towards, is it real or is it just someone else's version or a patchwork quilt version of you that you've taken from all these experts that tell you, you it has to be a certain way? Um, all right, so in terms of, I guess, you know, how do I help people do this more? So one thing I've really started to do is when I'm working with people, whether it be in groups or whether it be one-on-one, is I work more on the energy of what you're doing in your business and work more around that and what your soul wants. And then we build the strategies around those things, not here's the strategy, go and do all the things because that just stresses people out. But what's your soul want? What does your soul want? You know, what, what is it? Just put it out there, right? What does your soul want, you know, um, and listening to that more and then planning planning the strategies and the actions that you're going to take around those things. And then also to working through, usually once you start listening to soul and you start going, yeah, that's what my soul wants, it also comes up with a whole shitload of limiting beliefs as well. It's like, well, this is what I want, but I could never have that, you know, and then you've got to start working through some of those things as well. Um, so, yeah, in terms of like 
you know, working with me, I'm spending a lot more time working. And this is why I wanted to talk about this today. I'm spending a lot more time working with people around this stuff than to giving, just giving people strategy and action tasks all the time. Because when they can live with soul, then the action tasks and the strategy are actually really simple things to do. So if you, I know that a couple of you here are already in my group coaching programs. You guys all have access to um, members, members only um, specials for Voxer mentoring and also one-on-one Zooms. If you're not in um, any of my group coaching programs, the two best ways to work with me around this, if you want to work around, you know, living, like doing business more in Seoul, then I have two ways. So if you want to do one-on-one, I have Voxer mentoring. So again, this is an example of doing doing business your own way. Um, I wanted to step away from one-on-one, but I also love working one-on-one with people. So it's a, it's a really strange thing. Um, but using Voxer as a mentoring like facilitator means that I can serve more people rather than having to do back-to-back Zooms all the time. So I do Voxer mentoring um, and also to if uh, one-on-one isn't the way you want to go, then I do have my social collective membership, which is where, um, again, everything I do in there, it's all coming back to how do you do it your way? How do you do it your way in soul and in sync and in flow with your own life and your own business? Um, So there there is a link above my work with me link. You can go and check any of those out. You can also, there's a link there to DM me if you want to chat about what would be the right thing for you. Um, And if you want to get more of this sort of vibes in your business, I am, um, the only thing I will say is obviously the social collective, you can sign up at any time. The Voxer mentoring, I only take on so many people a month and it usually will be a calendar month, but I have opened up three extra spots, but it will close on Sunday. So um, you can definitely head to the link and check that out. Now, I've got a couple of questions here. Oh, sorry, statements, comments. Shaz, I'm listening, saying no and saying aligned to my why, really going deep with energy this month. I love that. So cool. And it feels good, hey? Like it almost just feels like it's freeing. You feel free. Marissa, I listen to my soul sometimes but not often enough. I'm definitely still doing things which aren't what I really want to do. And it's a process, right? Like I think that the key is listening. The key is opening up the channel to listen to what your soul wants. Once you open up that channel and it tells you, you can't ignore it. It's like it's so strong. It's so strong that once you hear it, you can't unhear it, right? And then it's just a matter of, what are the things you need to do to get you there? And I think you're in that place right now, Marissa, where it's like you know what you, you want, you know what your soul wants, you are listening to it, you're just in that that space of building the things and creating the things to get you to that place. And that's, I guess, that's where the growth happens, right, because it's like, oh, I want to get there but I'm not quite there yet. Um, and, you know, it can be frustrating but it's also part of the journey as well. It's part of your story, you know. You'll share that story one day too, which is really cool. All right, guys, I'm trying to keep my live streams to like 30 minutes at the moment rather than an hour. So I've gone for 35 minutes. So I'm going to wrap it up now. Um, If you want to um, look more into working with me and, you know, getting me to mentor you on those things, then like I said, the link is in the caption. Um, You can look into one-on-one or also joining my membership. We can do this in the group setting or we can do it one-on-one together. Both work 
equally beautifully. It depends on what is more aligned to you, whether um, having one-on-one access to someone is, is what you need. You can also get a lot of these vibes through group stuff in my membership. I'm always in there live. We do Zoom calls every month. So you're getting lots of access to me. It's in the live, it's in the group space. So very similar to this. So you're interacting with me all the time um, and it's going to come down to what's more aligned to you. So have a look at that. And yeah, other than that, have a great day, guys. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Social Hub Podcast. You can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the W's, thesocialhubau.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy. Stay classy.